Welcome to Love Bonds, your place to hear the whole truth on love, relationship, and infidelity. It's here where you can get the tools you need to repair and deepen your romantic bond. My name is Terry DiMatteo, and as a marriage and couple counselor, I will help guide you through the complex challenges involved in achieving a fulfilling relationship with your spouse or partner. So let's talk emotional affair versus sexual affair. Gee, you know, I don't even like my title. (laughs) It's not really emotional affair versus sexual affair. Um, Let me reframe this a bit. Um, If you've listened to my podcast before, or even if you didn't, let me say that it's both emotional intimacy and sexual intimacy belong in the primary relationship. That those are the two strands that the intimate, the primary relationship, uh, the the marriage is supposed to sort of contain. Let's say it's a container. Uh, it should have these elements. It, that's where it's held. That I feel I feel close to you. I can trust you. I can talk to you, and I'm attracted and desire you, and and um, am your sexual partner. The, these things belong in the primary relationship. When they bleed out or outsource to another, they have consequences, both of them. And, 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 and uh, it really has a major impact. It can throw the couple into crisis. Um, so, but there are some differences. For example, sometimes you'll hear, I, I will hear, people who had affairs that are purely physical say, I didn't care for this person. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really even like them. Maybe sometimes it's not, I don't even like them. I, um, I, I wasn't invested. I, 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 it was kind of a hookup kind of thing. And then when I walked away, I, I didn't think about them much. It didn't really have the effect of bonding me. It was a compartmentalized, um, experience sometimes. Now, Please keep in mind that physical expression, uh, sex, sex, sexual intimacy, um, in general. This is the. Remember, these podcasts are for general audiences. It's not. It's not specific to a particular um, story or a particular party. Um, but in general, um, women tend, females tend to need emotional connection before being physical intimate. They need to know the partner loves them, that they're safe with them. They need to be romanced a bit, leading into physical intimacy. The flip, if you flip it around, for men, more often, it's after the physical act of sharing, having sex with someone. On the other side of that, afterward, they feel close and we would be more likely to share um, emotional intimacies. So it's a little reversed. For the married pair, they should just be having sex because it's beneficial in two directions. But um, when it comes to infidelity and and understanding this physical versus emotional uh, types of affair, um, keep in mind that um, for males, sometimes, 
if they're physically sharing with someone, uh, having a sexual relationship with a affair partner, it can lead to emotional closeness because that tends to be how males generally operate. I'm being very careful with my words here because this is a, a dicey topic. Um, when it comes to the emotional affair, uh, there's a couple of things to understand about this. Um, the emo emotional, feeling emotionally close to someone, feeling connected, building rapport, talking, sharing, these things can lead to physical intimacy. It can be a gateway to when you feel close to someone, an, a natural outgrowth of that is wanting to share physically. So for females, let's say, a little more often, but not always, I need all these qualifiers here. Um, if a woman's feeling close to a man, it can lead to uh, physical sharing because she's feeling emotionally safe with the male. Not always. Sometimes people will say, no, I just like talking to them. I wasn't attracted. They, I wasn't attracted to them at all, but it was, they were very nice to talk with. I, I, I talked. We talked a lot, basically. So this is important to note. The other thing is, um, in the emotional affair, a violation to the relationship, to the primary relationship, can be, often is, that information within the uh, primary relationship, the committed relationship, or the marriage, information is shared with the affair partner. So in this emotional affair, that the person, in, the married or committed person could be sharing data, uh, details, private matters with the affair partner. That is another kind of betrayal. It's not just that your spouse or partner felt close to someone, it's that they may have violated your information. It could be something as benign as saying, it's my wife's birthday today, or sharing pictures of the children or the dog or knowing where you live or where you work. I mean, just facts about your life that keep you safe and um, protected are now bleeding into this person who's the stranger. So you could imagine in an emotional affair, the person who didn't have the emotional affair can say, who is this stranger, this intruder, this person I don't know, who, who knows all this f data about me? What do they know? Because you don't, the, the, the person, the married person who didn't have the affair doesn't have a direct relationship. Their spouse or partner did. So I said, who did you, it's kind of like a leak, like it doesn't keep you safe, it bleeds over. I said, this person I don't know, this stranger, what do they know about me? What did you tell them about our life? That is a, that has heavy consequences because it's assumed that in the committed relationship or the marriage that private matters stay safely tucked within the relationship. So in some ways, the emotional affair, um, you might say, can indirectly involve uh, the the spouse or partner that didn't have the affair in that way, in that data, unwillingly. In other words, I'm sorry, I'm saying this a little clumsily on this podcast, but um, in the in the sexual um, affair, 
the, the partner's not involved with that, but they might want to say, did you do the things, did you do with the affair partner, what you did with us? Did, with those intimacies, those things we like, did you bring that into the bedroom with the affair partner? This bleeding over of, of the, um, the person who didn't have the affair can sort of feel exposed or vulnerable that private intimacies with their spouse or partner kind of bleed over to the affair. I actually, it could even be in sexual expression. Did you do to her or him what you did with us? I thought that was just between us. This is another layer to infidelity. Um, so know that they're a little bit different. They both hurt. Now, here's an important point. If the spouse or partner is engaged in both sexual intimacy and physical intimacy, they feel close and connected, and they're sharing physically. Now there's the risk, there's the likelihood that they're actually forming an attachment or a bond with the party outside the relationship. Now you risk, say, I'm falling in love with this person, and I, 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 uh, I'm, I want them, in other words, uh, because sex and intimacy are kind of move, migrating from the primary relationship to the affair partner and an attachment bond can be formed. That would be a, t a taller order. But let me give you a little tip here, listeners. Um, here's the key. Rather than, um, the, the better question here is to ask is if the spouse or partner having the infidel engaged in the infidelity is in a sense outsourcing something that's missing or not being achieved in the primary relationship and they're looking outside not looking but uh, I wouldn't say looking but falling vulnerable there's a vulnerability to um, obtaining it outside of the primary relationship so the question would be, what is it about our relationship that didn't meet that need? But that's very um, slippery because since both parties are in the relationship, the person who had the affair and the person who didn't have the affair, and it's their relationship, it's up to both parties, the two, to make sure those needs are being met. So in effect, the relationship itself is somehow uh, lacking or uh, letting, letting emotional or sexual intimacies uh, fall away, you know, disintegrate somehow or uh, get overlooked. It's both parties' responsibility. So it's the person who's having the affair is, is, needs to get in there and say, I, 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 I need you, I need to feel close, I'm... I, I want, I desire you, um, and try to drive that. And also, the person who didn't have the affair is also responsible for helping, working to maintain that both physical and emotional intimacy are, are being, needs are being met within the primary relationship. When they're not, it creates an opening, a gap, a disconnect, and it's in that 
open field, that space between where the distance is in relationship that leaves both parties actually vulnerable to getting the need met outside the relationship. So the better question is, when looking at what took place in the infidelity, where was that missing in our relationship? Because almost always it fits hand in glove precisely. Whatever has been met, whatever need was met with the affair partner is a direct correlation to what was lacking or what was missing in the primary relationship. And it could be something like feeling attractive, feeling noticed, feeling desired, being complimented. It's often these kind of more human things like, uh, I, I didn't think you found me attractive anymore. I didn't think you really liked being around me. I got the impression I didn't matter to you. This other person made me feel important. I didn't think you you, you stopped laughing at my jokes. You, you ignored me. I, I felt, un, basically, I felt unloved and not desired. Essentially, it's that. I, I didn't feel that you loved me. I didn't feel that I mattered. I, I didn't feel that you were attracted to me, that you wanted me anymore. And it leaves a vulnerability to if someone outside the relationship expresses this uh, desire or um, li- uplifting their their sense of self, their uh, a compliment about them. Um, there's there 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 can be a tendency to go toward, to turn toward the complimentary or the desired uh, offer. It's, it's it's like that. So it's not really physical. One is worse, or one is uh, more detrimental than the other. They both have consequences, but there are some differences. I hope that helps. I hope it wasn't too confusing. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today on Love Bonds Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, I would appreciate an iTunes review. Just visit Love Bonds on iTunes on your smartphone, tap on the podcast image, scroll down to ratings and reviews. Also, be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.